Welcome to SCGA, Off the Huzzle, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. The Palmetto Shop is your one-stop shop for all of your logoed apparel, promotional, and marketing needs. Offering full-service embroidery and screen printing for business, athletic teams, and personal needs, along with a variety of gift options with our trademarked Palmetto Tree and Moon. You can find us on Facebook as Palmetto Shop, the web at thepalmettoshop.com, or call us at 803-252-5058. Hey, and welcome back to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. I'm Alan Knight, joined by Biff Lathrop. Biff, how are you? I'm doing well. Hope everybody out there is doing good today. I think they are. I think they are. I hope so. That's yeah. great to hear. Beautiful, beautiful day. So what we got going on at the SCGA? Well, it's that time of year, AK. Things yeah. are happening. Oh, you know? yeah. Uh, here we are. It's the 1st of May. And, um, you know, April was uh, usually our fundraising month. And COVID kind of changed that for us a little bit. So we, we didn't have quite as much happening with our foundation as we usually do. Uh, yeah. Had a successful online uh auction that that we brought in some funds that to help the foundation a little bit and what what our goals are there but personally for me man i i just got back from the sec championship yeah yeah uh, about a week ago and what an experience that is to get down there and see all those guys play and the sec men's golf championship is at sea island okay um they play the seaside course there and and it's uh it's just incredible the, the the condition of the golf course. The Alabama Golf Association actually coordinates the whole process as far as officials and um, what what our part is, and, and they do just a, a great job. Yeah. Uh, do you still ride with the player? No, man. That was that was the first time that we were there. We we they did thirty six holes in one day, and I had to ride. Okay. I had to ride with the player. I don't know how much the player appreciated. We had a good time, but I was about to say you came back. It, it was an old Miss player, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. We had a good time. Yeah, it was so fun. You, I remember you enjoyed it. But but most of the time, like this past time, I, I the first day I was a, a walking official with the group, and you know I, I start off and I kind of keep my space because you don't know how how intense these guys yeah. are. But after a while, most of them ease up, and you can tell the ones you can talk to a little right. bit and. Um, so yeah, but the second day we did, I did some setup, and it was a rover. And the third day was was really entertaining. We I got to start um, on on morning wave, and uh, just to see those guys and, and the intensity, and, and you know what they're playing for, and, and you're trying to make match play during the stroke play part. I leave when match play starts. They got enough people to help them, but um, yeah. it's it's a we were South Carolina Golf Association was part of. Uh, eight golf associations that were there representing their states the the only state that was not represented from the southeastern conference was kentucky okay um so we had we had we had executive directors from uh missouri florida alabama is mean, you, you name it we, that's we, cool. we were there so it was good yeah i've never been to sea island i'd like to go if you do you need to go uh southern souls and a little heard. barbecue joint right there on the inner circle it's uh it's not one to be missed that's like the only reason i really want to go that's probably the only reason i go to be honest with you <laughs> no nah, it's, it's a great time it's good good camaraderie and and, and like you get to see those those kids down there playing the way they do it's it's just incredible yeah. they, they think differently than you and me al when we're playing golf i bet I bet they do. It's inc- it's just it's, they're not scared. Well, they're not scared, and they know where the ball's going. That helps to start. Um, <laughs> Very but, much. You know, so. They're they're playing shots that like you know I'm hitting the shot just to try to get up there near the green, and they're trying to play a particular shot, particular way, and thinking their way through it. So it's uh it, it's it's fun. It's Man. impressive. So who did you score for? What teams this year? Uh, for my walking officiating, I had I had Georgia. In fact, I had Davis Thompson from Georgia. He's their number one player. I think he's top three amateur was top one amateur in the nation uh 
uh, and, and just fun to watch. And the kid from Texas A&M and another kid from Auburn. So, okay. Um, again, I, I've never been down there. This That was my fourth year doing it. I've never been down there and really had anybody that, that I would say I didn't ever want to walk a, a golf yeah. course with again. So. And fortunately, they're good enough. They don't have enough issues. I don't have to make a whole lot of rulings. It's just right. walking and scoring. Yep, yep. Well, cool. So, yeah, got back from that. Uh, just had our, our Trescott Championship uh, up at Thornblade. Yeah. Um, that past, past Monday. And, uh, man, what a place that is. We did our amateur championship there two years ago, and it just continues to impress every time I show up. They've, they finished their bunker project. And um, John oh. Hines is the head professional there and has done a great job with us um bro oh, yeah their new superintendent uh trying to remember, i can't remember kyle callahan yeah, maybe i think that's right he, yeah he's done a, he he's done a fantastic job they've got some different techniques they're using now that they haven't in the past and it's you can you can tell the difference yeah he was from i believe out west uh right but he does seem like a nice guy i haven't met him yet but you can follow everything they do on their Thornblade agronomy twitter they do a good job with it um golf course you know the trescott for those of you who don't know that's our team champion our club championship and it is the truest form of a club championship. It is it is uh, three amateurs and their host pro from the club. And the Trescott part is the aggregate score of all three amateurs. And then to make it fun for the pro, we also do a pro-am, which is the two best balls of the four. So the pros love it, man, because they, they yeah. don't have to finish necessarily. <laughs> That's the yeah. best pro-am they get to play in. That's true. That's true. And, and a little more backstory that really started, this Trescott championship was awarded during the state amateur. And I believe that the low three am the low three scores from the state amateur. Right, I correct. believe that's the way it started. And, yeah. it, and it got to be troublesome to to get three amateurs or four amateurs in the club and have full representation. Right. So, so y'all had to, you start your own deal. But you know, I mean, you, you you talk about some pressure when you're standing up there with two of your your, your comrades from your club and and I would never want to play you with know, this guy. It, you make a ten on the first hole, y'all are done for the tournament pretty much. Right. I mean, it's just kind of over. You, um, you're either gonna catch me on a seventy-eight or an eighty-eight. You know what yeah. I mean? And, <laughs> Yeah, I, I would. I think I might take my chances if it was the best two out of three, but a total of three right, is uh, pr- right. pretty pretty tough when there's only three of you. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we man again Musgrove Mill. You know that 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 place they they dominate. They got some great players that come out of that golf club. Yes. And um, again this year they they shot for three of them: Yancey Johnson, Walter Todd, and Walt Todd Jr. Yep. Uh, they shot a combined score four over par for 18 holes out there. Three of them together. And I heard it was tough. It was tough. We had some good hole locations. Yeah. Uh, made you think. I don't think any of them were bad. They were just hard. Right. A right. lot of hard ones, actually. Uh, but they, 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 you know, if you would expect a crowd to come through being led by their professional Greg Krasinski there, he, they have, uh, they did a fantastic job. And that was with, I think, Yancey and Walt both made double on the first hole and came back to shoot that. Wow. So they were four over after the first hole, and that's what they finished the round with. Yeah, that's impressive. Little Walt had two eagles in his round. He's played a good bit out there, though. Yeah, he's pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, the, and in the pro-am part, uh, Rowan Allwood from Mid-Carolina led his team of P.J. Jacobs and Andrew Galloway and Levi Joyner to the to the title there for the pro-am. So, nice. always, always, everybody gets to come away with a little something. Yeah, yeah. So, it was, it was, a, it was a good day. We were excited to get it done. We, that's one of the events we lost out on last year, so it was good to have it back. But that means that you play at Musgrove next year, correct? They have first opportunity. Okay, um, yeah. Now – we talked about that aggregate score. You talk about pressure-packed aggregate score when you have to tee off at Musgrove Mill. That, That's that, what I'm saying. It's almost a home field advantage. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of right now for that past week is kind of what we have for competitions. We got a lot of things coming up here very soon in the very near future. Like I said, 1st of May, we really get going with 
USGA qualifiers and senior championships, and now we've got US, uh, we got South Carolina junior qualifiers in May. So uh, it's uh, it's time to buckle down and, and hunker down and get ready. That's right. Tournament time. Tournament time. Um, a lot of events that are open right now, if, if anybody wants to go check them out, but the, the amateur championship is still available for registration. Uh, just opened up. We're going to be at Debedu this year for the amateur. Looking forward to it. Um, we're, we're there a few years ago and had a great event there. Um, our four-ball championship at Musgrove Mill, as we mentioned, uh, you know, two days. Of, somebody called me the other day and said, man, that, that four-ball tournament's kind of long. It's Wednesday through Sunday. I told him, I said, it's only long if you keep on winning because the you know, <laughs> first two days of stroke play to make right. match play, and then, then if, you, if you do win and you end up winning the championship, you have played a lot of golf. But it's yeah. uh, what a great place to play match play at Musgrove Mill. Oh, yeah. Um, and then our junior championship still open for applications. Uh, we're going to be at Force Lake this year, and Alan – uh, you have been around with a lot of junior championships in your past career with the golf association yeah. and junior golf. Uh, I'm not sure if we've ever going to get, get been, have ever seen anything like it's getting ready to happen here at Forest Lake with the sponsorships money they've raised. Uh, they're going to have food tents and and, and uh, you know, Southern Tide's going to be part of it. And, wow. and Jim Hudson Toyota's out there. They, they've been a big part of. It. They're going to be main presenting sponsor. Um, nice. It's going to be pretty impressive. It's going to be something you you've I'm, never witnessed. I'm looking forward to seeing it and being there me too i mean we and there's all kinds of things we're having parking issues we're having to work around yeah. and restroom issues i mean it's a you know there's not a whole lot of land there at forest lake so no. you gotta you gotta we gotta plan out pretty well for what's getting ready to come i look forward to watching the kids take take on that track we did the mid-amateur there a few years ago and uh it held us on i know it can't yeah i think it, i think yeah. it'll be good and what a gosh what a great finishing old 18 par three with a little amphitheater setting they've yeah. done such a good job there at forest lake of uh Beautifying and, and making it make it making it uh, you know nice to sit around and watch. I don't think I've seen it since they've redone it. There. Oh yeah, you need to go check it yeah. out. They've concreted around there, made some sitting areas and benches, and their scoreboards right there. I mean, it's the smart. It's a perfect amphitheater setting for a final hole. Yeah, it was naturally that way anyway. You know, before right, somewhat. Right. Other than if you, especially you think, what if can I get a boat and just come out there and sit off? Sure, man. Why don't you sit out there and just fish <laughs> right there between the uh, tee and the green there at Forest Lake and. Have to a shallow bottom boat. I don't think it's real deep oh, okay. in there. Okay, uh, hear you. Yeah. So well, we got anything else coming up? Oh man, I, I you know I, I think that's about it tournament wise. Like I said, we're we're just kind of getting everybody together and, and and gearing up for what's getting ready to be a great summer. You know, once June starts, it's wide open. Everybody's everywhere. Yeah. So um, our offices have been a little bit empty because of shift work because of COVID the last year. We're getting ready to be a little bit empty because of people on the road <laughs> running golf tournaments, which is what I like to see. Right. Here. So, right. Yep. Well, cool. We got a good episode today. Uh, Danny Stubbs, uh, SCGA Board of Director. Yep. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, a long-time participant, too. Yeah. He, he's a regular. He's that's, out there golfing his ball all the time. That's how I got known was in the tournaments, mainly the four balls or the, the, the partner-type tournaments, yep. you know. Yeah. Uh, and a member of the Woodlands, great guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a, a physical specimen. He, yeah. he works out every morning and yeah. I think he played he dabbled in the NFL a little bit back in his day and um you can you could tell he he takes care of himself physically which which turns to what he can do playing golf too. Yeah, this is a good one. I enjoyed sitting down and talking with him. I think this is another one when Joe was there. You weren't you were in the room but yeah. not on the mic, but All right. Well, that said, let's go to Danny Stubbs. Looking forward to it. The Palmetto Shop is proud to sponsor the Off the Huzzle podcast and the South Carolina Golf Association. We are your one-stop shop for all your screen print, embroidery, and promotional products needs. Our team will work with you from conception to completion. 
low minimums to high volume. We can accommodate all your staff or team apparel, uniforms, and marketing needs. You can find us on Facebook as Palmetto Shop, the web at thepalmettoshop.com, or call us at 803-252-5058. We're happy to be joined by Mr. Danny Stubbs, a uh, current SCGA Board of Directors member. Yep. How you doing, Mr. Stubbs? I'm doing good. Thank you for coming down here. Or let's get the background. You grew up in Louisiana? Alabama. Alabama, okay. Farmer? Yes. Yeah. Grew up on a farm in Alabama. I... Uh, went to college in Baton Rouge, the Southern University in Baton Rouge. Okay. So that's how okay, I, okay, that's where I got spent uh, a lot of my, from the time I was 18, probably until I was 35, most of my life was spent uh, in and out of Louisiana quite, until I moved here. Quite the athlete, correct? I was an athlete. Multi-sport athlete, what I'm trying to uh, say. Yes. What, tell us about what you played. I played, uh, well, my first sport was baseball. You know, growing up, um, each community had their own little baseball team. So we would travel to Georgia, to Tennessee, and we'd play on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, of course, that was an opportunity to get away from some of that farm work also. <laughs> yeah. And so um, so that was my first sport. Then from there, it was ba- basketball. We played basketball year-round. We'd have ice or snow on the grounds, and we put our basketball goals on a um, one of those nightlight poles. So we yeah. had, at night, we could, we'd play basketball. And then, um, and then th- that was kind of league type sports. And then I got into um, high school, and then started playing. Actually, started playing football to kind of stay in shape for basketball. Really? Yeah. And then it kind of reversed. I was about to say you, <laughs> it reversed at some point. You became more known for the football playing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, did you play all three sports? In, in high college, school, in high school, I did. Okay. Uh, well, I played basketball and football in, in high school. We didn't. My high school didn't have a a, a baseball team, so we've had leagues. Okay. Very okay. formal leagues yeah. that we played in uh, that kind of substituted for the high schools, and and uh, that was. Uh, I, I had a, I had a cousin who was a very high level basketball a baseball player, who was a pitcher, and uh, everybody kind of thought that that he might have an opportunity to go to, to go to the major leagues and. And, and that didn't happen, but I, but he always impressed me. I always wanted to be like him. Yeah. Uh, his name was Lewis Stubbs, and and um, so which he was being a pitcher. He, I wanted to be a pitcher. Yeah. And I was a pretty decent pitcher, but my 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 challenge was that that I wanted to play every game. Well, if you <laughs> pitch, you can only play one game <laughs> in yeah, a weekend. Right. And I wanted to play both days, and so and so I kind of I did that, but um, but also play center field in, in, in baseball also. Okay. So, uh, what? Real quick on the farming. What did y'all grow? Oh, we grew row crops: cotton, corn, soybean. Uh, my dad was a bit of an entrepreneur, and he he hired all of the kind of the young teenagers in the in the community, maybe maybe been sub teenagers, uh, and to come out. And we 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 also um, raised cucumbers, like for 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 the, the dill cucumbers. Tickling. We raised um, pimentos. Really? Peppers. Uh, we raised um, so different types of forms in, in, in the summertime when when our row crops were kind of at a point where there wasn't a lot of maintenance required. Yeah. So my dad would look for other ways to generate revenue. So that's what he did. And and uh, so we did that every summer. Uh, we tried to make sure my da- our dad hired our little girlfriends to come out in the <laughs> in the fields to work with us, you know. <laughs> so that, 
<laughs> and uh. so and so all the kids they loved it. They loved my dad. I mean, he he'd go and pick them up in the mornings in a, in his pickup truck, and that was back at the time where you could ride on the back. Yeah, of the just day. jump Amen. jump in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just jump in. He'd bring them all to the farm. We work all day. I mean, it was hard work. But it was hot. fun work. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, it was hot. South, How many acres were y'all farming? We had at the time we had about we were farming. We didn't necessarily own all this. He was leasing something. Yeah, we were, yeah. We were we were farming. It was a relatively small farm. We were, we were leasing and farming about two hundred and fifty acres. Yeah. Um, and I was fortunate enough that and back in nineteen eighty six, I actually bought that farm for my for my bad dad, and I, I still own it today. It's really, being, it's being operated by one of my relatives down there. And what are you growing on there now? They're growing. He's growing uh, cotton, corn, soybean, basically the same thing. He has also put up a, a three or four chicken houses yeah. as part of uh, one of the big chicken companies. I forget which one, but uh, right. but yeah, that's it's that's still cool operating. that you got it back. Yeah, man, in Alabama. In Alabama, How, have they been impacted by the storms? They were not impacted by the storms okay. so far. I know that's been. I saw yesterday on the news about these. Yeah. You know what we're worried about today coming through here, but chicken houses aren't the most stable of. That's right. And I saw one of the chicken farms down. I think it was in Mississippi actually that wasn't a chicken farm anymore. Nope, that hadn't been impacted yet. Hopefully that one passed by. I haven't heard you mention golf yet. How were you introduced to golf? Well, I, I was. I was entered. I, I was introduced to golf very late actually charlie roundtree was one of the first people who kind of introduced me to golf but i i didn't play i mean he's trying to convince me to play golf yeah he said you know you're an athlete and you know golf would golf would uh you could probably pick it up pretty easy but he was wrong about that <laughs> uh, what's your handicap right now my handicap right now i think is i believe a six so you picked it up pretty good i mean yeah, okay I, but i i just i just my my mistake was is i just started playing I didn't take any formal lessons. I didn't do any of that. So I just got yeah. some clubs and started playing. And so picked up a lot of bad habits. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I, it's too late for me to try to correct them now. So I just play to have fun. Yeah. I hear you. We've uh, played a few times together in some of the retreats and stuff. I've seen it. Yeah. I've got mistakes too. Yeah. Well, that's why I, <laughs> I was I was 40 years old at that point. That's when you started playing golf? That's when I started. I had a friend of mine, I had two friends actually. A uh, guy by the name of uh, Carl Lee, who was a um, a cornerback with the Minnesota Vikings, who got traded. I was in Baton Rouge at the time, so he got traded to the Saints. And I had another, um, another, my, another one, of my, my, one of my best friends actually, who played the other corner from Carl Lee at Minnesota, and he was retired. And we were we were playing racquetball and playing basketball, and we're getting that age where, you know, you get a little twisted ankle. <laughs> and it takes you three months to recover. Right? Yeah, and we yeah. got to find something else to do. So when Carl Lee came down to knew it, came down to the Saints, he. Um, he he was playing, so he come up to Baton Rouge and said, "You guys need to start playing, playing some golf, man. It's uh, it's it's not like that racquetball. You don't have to suffer through all the injuries and stuff." And so we started playing. And the one thing that we quickly learned about golf is that it takes an awful lot of time. Yeah, golf no takes doubt. an awful lot. It's not like racquetball where you can go out and play an hour and you go home and you know. <laughs> no, no, it takes a lot of time. And so when we started playing golf, we kind of put all those other sports, you know, aside. And, and uh, kind of focus, and we became addicts pretty quick. Did you? When did you move to South Carolina? Well, I'm, I lived here twice. I was living in Nashville, and I moved here in '86. I was here from '86 to '89. I moved back to Baton Rouge, and then I was in Baton Rouge until I moved back here in '97, January '97. Okay. okay. And Charlie Roundtree and I worked together. We worked oh, for really? the same company at the time. So I, I've, yeah, Charlie said I've known him a long time. Known him a long time. Yeah. That yeah. first stretch when you're in South Carolina. Yes. Okay. Yes. Charlie's Charlie the same Charlie? Charlie is the same Charlie. He's never changed. He's yeah. only aged. <laughs> yeah. 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 I want to go to that the back of the sports Do it. piece. Yeah. 
I'm not nearly the athlete, but I, I had some success in high school baseball, so that intrigues me a little bit. But you mentioned football will get you in shape for basketball or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I can remember I played a little bit of high school basketball too, and I'd come out and spring would hit. There's my yeah, table tap yeah, again. Yeah, don't do that. Spring would hit, and you'd be in the best shape of your life from running up and down that basketball court. Oh, yeah. And I'd be, go on the baseball fields, and it was like my dad always said, he's like, man, he, he's like, you need to stick with basketball. And of course, uh, my ability and height, kind of maybe even size, kind of limited that opportunity. But um, now. Are you uh, Do you follow any particular baseball squads? Because, I mean, I grew up in Atlanta for a few years. I'm a huge Braves fan. I, I absolutely do. I love baseball. I, love, I watch baseball on TV if it's on. Braves, that is. Braves, are my, that's my, okay. the team I follow. And, and I'll watch them every day if they're on, if they're on, on, yeah. on TV. The old TBS days. I used to, we used to go, my dad and my, um, some of my other older relatives would, would get a bunch of us younger guys my age and, and close to my age, and they'd take us up to Atlanta and we'd play. I mean, we watched the, um, watched the Braves. I remember the first game I, I saw was Atlanta was playing um, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers at the time. And Hank Aaron was still there. And Murray Wells was playing for the Dodgers. And so Murray Wells, you know, the base dealer. Yep. And, of course, you know, Hank Aaron did what Hank Aaron did. Yep. And so we watched the game. And so we went there. I was obviously a Brace fan, but I, I wanted to see Murray Wells. I wanted to see him steal a couple of bases, and he did. Yeah. Uh, the, the Braves lost, but um, but I didn't feel so bad about it in that case because I was a Murray Wells fan. Uh, the, but the thing <laughs> that happened bef- before, we, we parked, you know, you had the, the game was sold out. So we had, you know, you have people that would kind of direct you to park here for, you know, $5, 10 or whatever the case is. Is this the old Fulton County Stadium? Yeah, old Fulton oh, County. Yeah. And after the game was over, we went back. Our car's gone. Our oh, car had no. been towed. Oh, so wow. whoever had us parking there just <laughs> took in an illegal area. Yeah. I mean, it didn't, it didn't take us long to recover it, but I just remember that. that was a, oh, that but is yeah, funny. I'm a huge, huge Atlanta Braves fan. When you moved to South Carolina, <laughs> yeah. did you move? Did you been in Columbia the entire time? Yes. Each time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The first time I lived here, I lived over in, in Harborson because I wasn't playing golf at that time. Right. So I had no uh, interest in trying to move in where their golf courses were close. I don't know if there may have been golf courses close at the time. I didn't I didn't yeah. know. The last time, I'm, I currently live over in, here in the Northeast. Right. And, I, and, and when I came back in 97, I was playing golf at that point. So I, I was looking for an area where the golf courses were. So that's how I ended up moving here in the Northeast. There's plenty out there. Well, tell oh, yeah. us. You're a member at the Woodlands, correct? I'm a member at the Wildwood. Oh, Wildwood, okay. I was, I was a member at the Woodlands from 97 until uh, 2019. Okay, I got you. Wildwood uh, kind of went through a, a transition there with the, the two clubs splitting. And, yes. And uh, how is it being a Wildwood? It's, it's, I enjoy it. Good. I mean, it's we, a great we golf come course. out every day and we see them doing stuff to the course and improving the course and, and doing a lot of good stuff over there. So yeah, awesome. So, oh, I'm looking I'm I'm looking forward to the spring to see what it's going to be like when we start to grow grass again and yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah, but they're doing a lot of good things. A lot of good things at Wildwood. And we're all pleased that there was about 21 of us who moved from okay moved over there from Woodlands. Yeah, yeah. This will go off record, but Ryan Pets is he still at Woodlands? Or are you at Wood Creek now? Actually, Ryan is at Wood Creek. Yeah. But like me, uh, he was at the Woodlands for quite a long time, and, and we'd go back and play the Woodlands every now and then. In fact, I played over there yesterday. Played like crap, but I played. Yeah, here, uh, yeah. There was a little little nine-hole dogfight we do every Wednesday, do every Wednesday over there. So and Rich Houghton, who you yeah. might know, and Chuck, who's yeah. played a lot of partner with, they're yep. both the members there. So yep. 
I go up and play with them every now and then. They played in our partner's championship a couple weekends ago. <laughs> well, that's yeah. how I first got to know Danny was playing in SCGA tournaments. Yeah. Uh, who? So you would play with Rich a good bit, I felt like. Yes. Yeah. And still do. Yeah. Y'all still still hanging in there? Yeah. Did you play in the partner's championship? No, I did uh, not. Okay. But we're playing uh, on the 29th and 30th up in Spartanburg together. What y'all got there? That's senior. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Nice. Oh, you're in the senior bracket now. Oh yeah. I hear you. Oh, I'm actually I'm actually in the uh, super senior bracket. Are you really? Yeah. You're not going to believe what he's going to tell you. How yeah. old he is? How old are you? 66. Are you really? Yeah. Just turned 66 in February. When we played the Nicholas course at Colleton, you told me you were 60, 60 or 62, and I about fell out the cart. Yeah. Right. You look like our age in the <laughs> low 40s. <laughs> no, I he wish. looks good. He yeah. looks better than that. Al. I wish. <laughs> He's really thin to win. Right. <laughs> what are you eating over there, Mr. Stubbs? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Probably, probably a lot of stuff that, that I don't need to. But, I hear uh, you. But I try to get up and, and go do a little little work in the mornings too, so I can do that and it not affect me that much. Well, who is uh, – this is kind of vague, and I'm not talking about somebody famous here, but who's somebody you've met through golf that you really have, appreciate? Well, I met uh, I met Tiger Woods in golf, who, Did, who I really appreciate. And I actually yeah. met his wife, his first wife. Yeah. Um, I, I used to – me and some friends and buddies of mine, we had a little business down in the Myrtle Beach Airport where um, when like airlines, a lot of the planes that come into Myrtle Beach were small planes. So if people were coming there, if a lot of people come there to play golf, the airlines couldn't they couldn't they couldn't put all their golf clubs on the on the plane. So they'd leave some of them in Atlanta or Charlotte, wherever they're coming from. So we had a we had a business down in the um, baggage lane for the the, the um, airlines would buy vouchers from us. And, and they could come down and pick up, you know, some clubs to play with while they were huh. arriving. And so and so then um, we we did that for a while. It was very it was it was doing very good very well. Yeah. As, as a matter of fact, because you know if you're if you have a choice, you're going to come. You're going to pick the best club. We had all pretty much good premium stuff. quality type right. equipment, and they they'd get the best thing that they could find of something that they may be thinking about buying, including gloves and clubs and balls and everything else they needed. And so and then tweet then nine eleven hit. Right. And when nine eleven hit, everybody stopped flying. Right. And so that put a we, we had a, by that time we had opened another another store down in the Jacksonville airport, and so um, uh, this is kind of a funny story. We end up selling the business uh, to a um, a gentleman in um, in Myrtle Beach who owned um, I think I can say this who owned the uh, 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 a gentleman's the, club the, the gentleman's clubs. Yeah. And he said, uh, he said, <laughs> he said, well, I, you know, I, I need to buy this business. I need a business that I can bring my priest to. And I can't take my priest to my other businesses. So, <laughs> so, so he bought it. That's and, pretty. Uh, that's funny. He bought and, and 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 put in. Actually, he 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 added a um, uh, a, a travel agency service in that same in that same space and so he would he expanded it a bit but uh, wow. you know i hadn't been to myrtle beach airport um recently but so i'm not sure if it's still operating but it it was for for a long time after we sold it have you played a lot of golf in myrtle beach yes i have what's your favorite place down there uh probably caledonia yeah that's a beautiful yeah, one i like caledonia yeah what's your favorite course in south carolina period that, um, you, that you've been able to play i guess uh probably let me think about that for a second that's fine um probably Calden river with either, either course, yeah, yeah. with me, yeah, all around together, yeah, yeah. <laughs> either course, yeah, okay, 
Well, I, I played that. Berkeley Hall. That was good. You know, uh, there are a lot. There are a lot of good courses down in that Bluffton Myrtle uh, Hill yeah, Perry. No doubt. So you know, it's but yeah, that's probably one of my favorites. Do you played? Do you play when you travel? Do you tra- I I I used to play it for for probably up until probably say two fifteen two sixteen. I did a lot. Yeah, practically everywhere. Every time I travel, which was a lot, I would take my clubs with me because. Either I was playing with customers or I was playing with other, uh, you know, other um, co-workers who, who who played and and but at that time you could customers could could accept you going out to play golf. They can't do that anymore. Right. So that just pretty much stopped. I guess. So I hadn't I hadn't played any customer travel golf probably in five years or longer. Okay. Yeah. How far? Where do you travel to? All over the place? All over North America. Okay. U.S., Canada, Mexico. Of course, Puerto Rico's some other fun golf courses you played outside of our state. I played. Uh, I played in in Puerto Rico. At um, now I can't remember his name. That's the, that's that proves I'm 66. <laughs> um, uh, Chichi's course. Okay. Rodriguez. Yep. Rodriguez. Yep. Played his course, uh, which was there. You know what? That that was probably one of the best courses I played. Now I played mm. in Pittsburgh. I played a lot of golf in Pittsburgh. I had a I had a gentleman that worked that reported to me, and then he he was promoted, and and we still remain very good friends. And he's a he played a little college golf, and I played a lot of I've played a lot a lot of golf in in Pittsburgh area. Okay, uh, a lot of good courses. I played um um crap I can't remember the name. The, the gentleman that owns Dick's founded Sporting Dick's, Goods. Dick's Sporting Goods is a uh, he's one of the founders of this course. And it, again, it, the name is escaping me, but that was very you. nice. Up in Pittsburgh. Up in Pittsburgh. How about Pebble Beach? I see you was playing Pebble Beach. No, no, I have not played Pebble Beach, but that's in my bucket list. I hear me, me too. Yeah, me too. So I'm, 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 I'm probably going to be uh, hanging up my gone golfing sign here, probably no later than sometime in 2022, and um, soon after that, I'll be headed out west to play Pebble <laughs> Beach. All right, here's a random trivia question. Just because I was talking with him yesterday, do you know what it costs for a round of golf at Ocean Course with the PGA Championship coming up right now? I do not. I would. I can guess. I want to hear you guess. I, I'll, I'll probably guess at about probably three fifty. That's what I was examining. Any four hundred and sixty-one dollars. Let's say four fifteen. But right. then you got your caddy fee on top of that. Yeah. And so I just that's just a lot of money for one round of golf. That now I would do money. it at Pebble Beach. I would pay that at Pebble Beach. Yeah. But I don't know anywhere else that I would. A mortgage payment, almost. I mean, I'd have to wait. I'd probably take Augusta National for that. Well, yeah, I'd pay. I'd give. I'd, <laughs> I'd murder you to go play Augusta. But. Now, I've, well, I've thanks, Al. <laughs> Appreciate that. Have you I've played? played um, um, I've paid that, but it was kind of a. It was to play golf, but it was but it was a fundraiser for a a charity down at um. Uh, What's the course down by uh, Aiken? Um, Palmetto. Sage no, Valley. Sage, Sage Valley. Valley. I can see that, though. Sage Valley, yeah. yes. Especially as a fundraiser, but I mean just yeah. a 461 bucks. That's though. a lot of money. Yeah. That is a lot of money. But um, you're, What's one a lesson you would teach somebody young getting to the game? A piece of advice, maybe. And well, it doesn't have to be golf-related. It could be life-related. Well, well, like... Life related, I'll do that first, and I'll, then I'll I'll speak on golf. But but particularly in in terms of life, is just 
you know, you just got to be, you just got to have that dogged attitude to, you know, when you, you know, there, there's a there's a song which is that um, saints fall down, but they get up. So yeah. so when you when you having uh, issues, you, you can't you can't kind of step back and complain and say, oh, you know, uh, that didn't work out for me. You know, somebody else caused me to fail. You know, put that shit aside, man. Let's yeah. just go. Let's just go. Oh, sorry about that. We can make we can take that. Okay. Good. Let's just let's just go do what we're doing and 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 make it work. I like that. So, so you know, it's 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 hard sometimes, and, and you know, everybody have different circumstances. Everybody have different uh, things they have to deal with, but deal with them. Yeah, I think being a, a parent too. Um, you know, my my girls are eleven and eight. Yours are close in age. You've got grandchildren. What you yep. told me that a few years ago, I couldn't believe that. Um, but the, you know, so saying they come up, like, that's not fair. That's not fair. Well, yeah. no, there's going to be a lot of things that aren't fair. That's right. And golf teaches you that. Yeah. In my opinion, golf really is a true form of way life is. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. You know that exactly. I mean, golf. You you know sometimes you're 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 playing well and and it seems like every mm-hmm. time you stand over shot you you kind of know where it's going. And and then the next day you may come out and and you can't you can't find anything. No. So so, but you can't. You know you don't quit. You, you keep because <laughs> you're going to hit one good. You're one. You're going to hit one. <laughs> good. And, and the thing the thing that I that I've have always said is that when I go into a slump, when I come out of that slump, I'm usually playing better than I was when I before I went into it. And so you just got to you know you're going to come out of that slump sooner or later. You just yeah. got to work at it. What's that's why I coin golf as a four-letter word now. It's kind of been my phrase the last couple of years because one day I'll go out there and I'll play well for me. Mm-hmm. And then Biff and Alan and I went and played right around Christmas time, and I didn't know which way was up or down. Yeah. It was, it's embarrassing, but it's it's also humbling at the same time. So Joe did lose a dozen balls at Musgrove Mill in one round one time. Uh, 20, well, at Musgrove Mill, that's, oh. prob- that's, that's probably not that uncommon. <laughs> it was one of those bad days. It was 22 golf balls. <laughs> It was oh, awful. That's too funny. Uh, we did have Chris Miller with us, so we we're taking every chance we get to uh, take stabs at Miller. He yeah. was he was trying to play and do a radio interview that day, and it just got off course yeah. real fast. <laughs> Speaking of board service, yes, you, you've been on the South Carolina Golf Association board since before I left. So, what year was it? 2016, 17, 16, 2016. Yeah. Okay, how's that been? How's that been working for you so far? Well, you know, you know what I I I. I, I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed you know meeting all the other guys and now girls who are um, uh, on the board, um, and so it, it's been sports has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. If you if you had asked me something in, uh, you know about golf when I was hell when I was thirty years old, I, I, you know, I would have nothing to really to say because I don't I didn't know I knew nothing about golf. I knew it was a was a sport, and at the time, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicklaus, um, Sam Snead was probably on the on the backside of his career, and so you know I knew those guys, and I knew they did well at that they were good athletes, so good golfers. Right. Um, but I didn't know anything about golf. Yeah. So so when I started to play golf, and 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 to feed my addiction, I was playing. I was probably playing golf every day for. Three, four, five years every day really? at some point. Wow! And 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 so, and so you know, I kind of fell in love with the game because you know, it, it was something a game that I, I, I knew I could play for a long time, 
um, you know, even when my knees started to go bad yeah, or whatever, yeah. you know, I, 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 I knew I could play, continue to play and, and compete, at least with the people that I was playing with, uh, you know, right. every, every day. And so, and so golf is, uh, I, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed being involved in golf, not just the playing of golf, but involved in, you know, the sport yeah. and, and, and trying to find ways to um, improve or enhance the sport trying to find to find ways to to get you know young people involved in the in the sport because when i look at at the membership at at woodlands and i look at the membership at wildwood it, you know the membership is old mm-hmm. <laughs> well, right. I mean, it's old right and so we we got to get we got to get a uh an influx of of young golfers into those courses so that uh, in, into the sport so yeah. that they can you know, continue with the sport, and it's a it's a it's a great game. I mean, I think it teaches you discipline. Although you know, you see a few guys or girls throwing clubs every <laughs> now and then, but for the most part, <laughs> it, it teaches you a certain discipline. I think that 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 will help you in 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 life. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Well, I think we've seen some clubs across the state too that have made that move, mm-hmm. like your Florence Country Clubs, and they they bring in maybe a junior instructor. They they find some donors. They raise money to build a facility, and even we started doing grants. The foundation did back in 2009 for summer camps, and there'd be 40, 50 kids at a club that started up at Spartanburg with one of our former presidents, Doug Smith, it, it his kind of leadership on it, mm-hmm. and the the membership director at the club would schedule appointments during these camps, so that prospective members would come in and see what opportunities there were for the kids not just golf but i mean they've got the pool they've got and we've actually seen some clubs take away some of the older compartments of their facilities and transform them into family dining or Mm -hmm. you know just more family friendly atmospheres where you can get not just your old membership playing golf but you get the kids coming in you get the moms Mm -hmm. coming in and then you've got now you've got the grandparents, the parents, the kids, and everybody's engaged, and it just creates a healthy club atmosphere. You know, I mean, some obviously some places are more fortunate than others, like Charleston, sure. that had the the women's open and raised a bunch of money and can afford to to put in facilities like that. But um, even downtown now, Force Lakes got a bunch of young players coming through our program. Their parents are taking an interest. Mm-hmm. They've seen what's happened at other clubs across the state, and um, it's really. They want to get involved with the game on, right. on a similar level, and um, we're seeing the benefits of that. And I think, you know, during the pandemic, we hadn't really touched on this yet today, but um, the fundraising aspect's been a little tricky just because you can't really have gatherings and events and things like yeah, that. Sure. But the game of golf has been it's it's been great. You know, people that's one yeah. of the few things that people have been able to go do and do it safely and um, still stay active and get outside and ha- just get away. Yeah, you know, from being cooped up or trapped or what right, have you, right. you know. So, um, no, I appreciate that that aspect and that outlook. Obviously, that's my role with the Golf Association and Foundation, but um, I think it's an important one. Yeah, you know, I want to I want to kind of go back to you asked me someone that I'd met mm-hmm. at, while I was playing golf. Yep, um, I met Charlie Sifford. Wow, uh, I met actually met him several times. Yeah, and and one of the things that he always emphasized is get your children playing golf you know you know golf is a um in the black community golf is not a kind of a, a, a an emphasized sport because for, first of all not 
parents don't know golf like me. If, Correct. If, when I was when, when I was thirty five, you know, thirty five years old, I didn't, I couldn't. If I had kids, I couldn't do anything with my kids. I knew nothing about the sport, and I knew I didn't know where to go to to kind of even gain them ac- access if I if I wanted to. Right. So so what what I try and do is is you know when I talk to you know my kids' friends because my kids are all grown now, and, and and even other kids that I just see in the community. I try to emphasize their, you know, to kind of encourage them to kind of consider golf. Consider golf, not 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 instead of basketball, but in addition to basketball yeah. or football or baseball or whatever else they're that they're doing. Because, you know, there 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 are opportunities for you if you if you have a talent or can develop yeah. a talent for oh, yeah. it. And, and and so yeah, I just I just think it's a it's a great sport, a sport that you can play from. From the from the time you can raise a club till the time you can't raise a club. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing. I mean, you you know you can p- only play football and basketball for so long until your body gives away. And you you know some of these different um, avenues for disabled people. You know, people with li- physical limitations and things like that. That um, the special carts and things like that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's just it's amazing. You, you know, you see. Uh, course a lot of people are on social media i think our generation alan are probably more on social media so you see guys that were born without limbs that mm-hmm. create custom clubs where they can get out there and they can actually fit it in and swing it i mean it's just it's amazing and you know it, it just takes a little bit of adaptation to to make it work and be something you can enjoy and, and be involved with it's really right. a unique sport in, right. that, in that regard changing subject off the wall have you ridden one of those surfboard carts yet have you played? no i haven't but i want to i do too yeah, yeah. I'm gonna break my neck. But they also have the Caledonia. We talked about they have the motorcycle where yeah. the bag sits in between yeah. your legs. I'd much rather do that. I don't know if the surfboard has, that's got a weight limit. We're gonna be in trouble <laughs> on that. We'll wear the batteries down. Yeah, it wouldn't make <laughs> it's it. It's got to be a yeah. flat golf yeah. course. It's Pick me up be at the on sixteen. <laughs> that is too. Funny. That ain't gonna get you up and down the cliffs. No, <laughs> no. you know. What uh, anything anything we left out you'd like to say? Not not that I can think of. I, okay. I just um, I, I appreciate the opportunity of, of, of being of serving on the board. Uh, again, like I said earlier, I, I appreciate and the opportunity to kind of be involved in golf, not just playing golf, but be involved in the in the sport and helping to try and develop the sport and grow the sport in South Carolina. Yeah. And and you know that's I don't think we've I think we've kind of covered that story pretty good yeah but we're lucky to have you have you as an ambassador for south carolina golf i truly feel i appreciate that yeah i'd like to go back and visit something because yeah. you, you mentioned we talked we started with sports we mm-hmm. went there and you mentioned you had buddies that played professionally for the vikings and the mm-hmm. saints and if i'm not mistaken i still owe you a, a special gf tag that we got to get something yes. on there that might relate to a professional career in sports no, it relates to my college sports. Okay, and and I, I I went to Southern. I mean, let me just tell you that quick story. I went to Southern, reported to camp on August twelfth. And 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 in Louisiana, I had never been to Louisiana before. Then we 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 I went down there on my my parents drove me down. And and the only people on campus at that time were obviously were football players and band members. And if you know anything about an HBCU, bands are respected in some cases more than the football teams are. Right. A lot, a lot of people go and get their concessions early so they can get back for the halftime to see the bands perform. That's cool. So that was a big deal. And those guys and girls put in a they put in That's hard work. Hey, we we practice three times a day. 
they would be there when we got there in the morning. They'd be there when we leave. We go eat lunch. We come back. They'd be there when we got back from lunch. They'd be there when we leave. We end. We go back to eat dinner. We come back to work on special teams in the evening. They'd be there when we got there, and they'd be there when we left. Man. And they were they were practicing on asphalt in August, right in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So th- that they they put in some time for that, but but you know. Um, During that whole time, I I have buddies. I have uh, opportunities. We had pro days at at Southern, and and you'd always. I played at a time when when Doug Williams was playing at Groundland, Walter Payton, and Robert Zill at at um, Jackson State. Uh, Ed Jones, Ed Tutal was at Tennessee State. And, you know, yeah. we, had, we had a lot at the time. At that time, in the SWAC conference, we had more active NFL players than any other conference besides the Big Ten at that time. So wow. So I, I walked out on the field that first day, and they kind of put us in. I had, I had pulled a hamstring um, uh, playing baseball that summer, so I, I couldn't really run with any effort. So, so they, they kind of put us all in, in groups and running backs, and, and so I was a running back, put us in running backs and, and, and you know, tight ends and linemen. And so I'm standing beside this guy, kind of look up at him. <laughs> And uh, he's he's like I don't know he's probably like six three, two thirty five, and I'm thinking I'm thinking this this guy's in the wrong group he needs to be able to <laughs> tight ends and he, he's in the D-line. wrong he's in, he, yeah he's in the wrong group, and so and so as it turns out his name was Henry Green, called him Huck Green, Huck was six three two thirty five and he was a running back playing the same position playing the same right halfback where they kind of slot him into the right halfback slot. And, and 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 so I'm thinking, oh man, I'm never going to get on the field. This guy, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the problem was, and what I recognized with him, just I've kind of competing. You compete with your other team, but you also compete with a little bit with your teammates for yeah. playing time. Oh, amen. And so and so what I what I learned was he could run it. He could run it with anybody, but he couldn't block his way out of a out of a paper bag. And we we ran the 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 wishbone. Yep, and if you, if yeah. you are back and you can't block, you're going to get somebody killed. Right. And so and so, but as it turned out, we we they ended up. I was ended up moved to a quarterback. That's how I ended up with number five. Okay. That's my college number. Jags five. Jags five. So so I they they said, well look, you're not going to play in front of this guy. And we had another couple guys who so were. I mean, I was a freshman, so they they were they were juniors and seniors. I said, "Well, you know, we want to get you on the field. Show me if you could. Can you throw a football?" And so, yeah, I mean, I was a pitch in baseball. I could throw a football. <laughs> you know, I could. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so they moved me to quarterback, and and at the spring, I was I was the projected starter for the for coming into my coming into my sophomore year, which was actually my. My redshirt freshman. Year. I went in. I went in hurt, so I didn't. I was redshirt in my freshman year, okay. and so so we came out of that. Uh, came out of that uh, that spring. I was a projected starter. Coach ran. Coach ran newspaper ass, and you know uh, our our season is going to be um, uh, is going to be determined by how well our quarterback played. And he named me by name. Oh shit. <laughs> 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 so so. So, but but that was my that you know. I, but I went home that summer, which was a mistake I made. I should have stayed there, because even though I had gone through the spring, 
quarterback was a new position. I'd never played quarterback before in my life. Never wanted to play quarterback before in my life. The one thing I did learn in spring training is you don't want to play quarterback as a wishbone, in a wishbone. You take every shot. You, you're going down the line reading whether you're going to pitch or keep, and you're going to get nailed because you got an unblocked defensive end that's, going to, that's coming right at you every play. And whether you pitch it or keep it, he's nailing you. Worst position I've played in my life. Absolutely worst say, position I've played in my life. It was a good move when you went home because then he came back and said, I, I want to be running back, Coach. Well, that, eventually, that's what happened. I said, no, uh, hey, Coach. He can't block. He can't block. He can't block. <laughs> he can't block. And, and, and as, a, as, a, as a result of that, me knowing that, I worked on my blocking where I became the, the pretty much the best blocker in our right. offensive, uh, offensive backfield. That became my that that is what almost got me to the next level was my blocking. Wow! And, and, and there there's a, there's a technique to blocking that that not you know a lot of people don't want to necessarily put in that work to become. And so my motto always has been, and you probably and and I don't know if, if I heard it somewhere or if I made that statement the first time, but I've heard it a lot of times since then. Is was that hey I'm gonna do today what they won't do so I can do tomorrow what they can't do that oh, that that we started that became kind of a a, 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 a chant your mantra yeah yeah I like that that's good so I mean it takes anything takes work man you gotta you gotta put in you gotta put in the work yeah. I don't care what it is whether it's you know your job your uh, whatever right another life lesson well if you yeah. didn't start playing golf till you're 40 mm-hmm. and you're a six handicap now it's only taken him twenty six years. Well, no, but well, I've been as low as a three. When? How? How fast did that happen? I mean, oh, it did fast. I, I was probably before when I got into single digit handicap. I had been playing golf probably at that time about six, seven years. Okay, okay, it, yeah, it took some time. Right, like I said, I just when I started playing, I didn't, I didn't. I mean, I had people that I played with who had been playing and they you know they'd give you tips but one guy would give me a tip on on a, on a, on something and then another guy would give me a tip on the same thing and totally different so, yeah, you know, yeah. which one <laughs> so I you know I just try both of them yeah. but there's also there's a difference between there's scoring you know there's scoring good and there's playing good and yeah. hitting it good it takes a while for kind of things kind of snap and you yeah. realize minimize your mistakes type thing and and you being such an athlete in all those sports I figured you probably brought some of that mentality with you to yeah, the golf. It, I mean, it, I, the, the mentality that I brought with me was just being competitive. Yeah. You know, just yeah. being competitive. And, I'm, and in golf, you're Working not hard. so much competing with the, the other guys. You're competing with the course. So, right. And, and you're never going to win. See, I'm competing with myself when I play. <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah. You know, me too. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Though. A true amateur. Right. You know, one day you got the driver going straight, then you flay the sod over it. and Did you ever have it? seven. Ambitions of senior tour golf? No. Okay. No, I. Um, You're uh, a businessman established by that point. Yeah, and yeah I, I've been with my my current employ, employer. July 23rd will be 42 years I've been with them. So Clean Harbors. Clean Harbors. And no, yeah, obviously the name wow. was not always Clean Harbors. When Charlie and I worked together, it was two other kinds: SCA Services and GSX Services. And then Charlie went into lobbying and and. And and so, but but yeah, it's it's been it's been forty two years and wow, you know, put my kids through college and got my wife and me kind of set up to retire <laughs> and so we're gonna 
we're gonna we're gonna hang it up here. You gonna summer. stay in this area? Oh yeah. Okay, I'll good. Stay in this area. Yeah. My wife is from Gulfport, Mississippi. In fact, she's there now, um, and so we go down to visit the coast. Not we have not over the last year because of the pandemic, but but now that uh, that things have kind of opened up a little bit, mm-hmm. still being careful. Uh, she want to go down. She has a ninety. Her mom's ninety two years old, ninety three years old. Wow. So she she goes down to visit her, and she usually goes and stays. Uh, you know. A month at the time. Nice. Yeah. So that's more golf. I don't know if I've ever met Miss Stubbs. Have you? More golf for Danny? No, I don't she, think so. She's not she, a golfer. She has. She has absolutely. No, she was. She's been at some of our um, uh, meetings. Fun rate. Uh, yeah. No. No. At the. Uh, uh, what am I trying? The to retreats. Think retreats. No. At, at at Columbia. Oh, the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Golf day. Yeah. She she's she's attended a couple of those. Uh, but she has absolutely no interest in golf. She says, I play enough golf for all of us, for the whole family. I probably thought Suzanne was your wife for a little while because y'all played golf well, together. Y- you, you, there, I have two <laughs> golf wives. <laughs> right, okay. Nice. I have two golf wives, Suzanne and Natalie. They're my golf wives. Natalie okay, Huff. Natalie Huff, yeah. They're, they're, they're my golf wives. We they're play, two good ones. You, you know, and, and, and I kind of, when we were at the Williams, I kind of brought them into our group because, you know, a lot of guys don't like playing with ladies. That's right. tough. Yeah. Uh, but but when 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 they started when they jumped in the bet too and start kicking their butts, right? Their attitudes change about about yeah. those girls. I mean they'll they'll if they'll they'll get under you if you don't. You know, not least competitive. It. That's what's fun about having Ann in the office too, because I mean she was a conference player of the year and you know played college golf and she she doesn't back down and not to mention when we have some of these little outings you got a captain's choice and she gets to play forward and yeah. bombs it down the middle. It's like sweet. Got nine iron in instead of six. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you, we mentioned family, grandkids. How many grandkids do you have? One. I have a seventeen-year-old granddaughter. Nice. Any golf in her future? The only golf that I could get her to attend to was she would go out with me sometimes, but she wanted to drive the golf cart. That's it. That's fine. Let her drive. And so, and so she's, uh, but she has no interest. She 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 don't like being out in the heat. Okay. I want to read a quote real quick, if I may, and tell me who we're talking about here. He's an ideal young man, an all-American boy. Anything positive describes him, very sincere, intelligent, dedicated in whatever he pursues, whether it's athletics or academics. He's what I would want my son to be like. Who are we talking about? That was was my position coach. That's right. Gerald Kimball. Yep. When I was at Southern. And and you know what? That that is – I consider that the – uh, the highest, high, absolute highest accolade I could ever receive. When, 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 if if he says, I'm what he want his son to be like. I mean, there's you can't right. There's you can't do any better than that. That's a good find. Oh, I know. I know. I, I <laughs> surprised everybody with that one. <laughs> you did. You must have. Yeah. That I, that was. Of uh, course, it was. It was. It was printed, but it was also. I was inducted into my uh, it was the Hall Cherokee of Fame. kind of Hall of Fame That's from, yeah. back in 2018, yep. and they they posted that in there. That's where it came from. Well, Danny, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Yeah. Appreciate Thanks you for joining appreciate us. Appreciate you cool. me. Absolutely. Appreciate, Good, appreciate everything you do, South Carolina Board, and just being a, playing the city golf tournament, you know, being a great guy. So thank you, sir. All right. Thank you.